Thanks for joining us. To keep up with the latest news and podcasts, visit www.propelchurchaz.com. Now get ready for a great message from Pastor G. We're looking at this series, Our God Is. And we're looking at the different names of God, understand his nature and his character and who he is. And the Lord is our banner, as Paul preached last week. Such a powerful message. And today we're going to look at God's name, Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. We live in a world that is chaotic with tension. We live in a world of chaos. There are wars and there are rumors of wars. Even Jesus declared this with his own mouth in scripture. The only answer to true peace in our world is through Christ. Because God is Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. That's why we must understand that God doesn't just give us peace in our lives because he is peace. He doesn't just hand us peace, but he comes to live inside of us through Jesus, through the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of our lives to bring himself, to bring peace to our lives. And when the Lord is in the middle of our lives and situations, we have true peace. Even though it may appear in our lives and the situations that we go through that everything is falling apart or things around us are crumbling and we don't understand why we experience some of that and the things that we go through, we can still have peace. And even other times in the middle of chaos in our lives, the Lord will calm the storm. In other words, God will either calm the storm and say peace be still to the storm so the storms stop in the moment within our lives and the chaos comes to an end or we can count on to know that Jesus is walking through us and we can have peace in the middle of the storm that all of the effects of the storm all of the chaos of the storm does not have to affect us negatively in our lives we can have peace in those times because he's Jehovah Shalom And the first time God is called Jehovah Shalom is in Judges chapter 6 when Gideon had an encounter with an angel of God. And we know from scripture that this was Jesus in an Old Testament Christophany or it was an Old Testament appearance of Christ. And Gideon didn't know that it was Jesus in the moment at first, but by the end he he realized that he had encountered the Lord. And the Israelites were in this time of Judges chapter 6, they were doing evil in the eyes of the Lord. They were sinning against God. They were not following God's ways. They were not following his commands and what God had asked them to do. They were not being obedient to him. And so they were crying out to the Lord for help because the nation of, 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 of Midian or the, or the Midianites were oppressing them and attacking them and, and, and coming against them. And so they were crying out to God and God heard their prayers. And so... This Old Testament appearance of Christ, Jesus comes and appears before Gideon, and he told Gideon that the Lord is with you. Again, Gideon didn't realize who he was really talking with. And Gideon questioned this, that God was really with him. And Jesus said, you need to go in the strength that you have and save Israel against the hand of Midian. And Gideon began to rebuttal with the Lord and how he was the weakest of his clan the weakest of his tribe and the weakest of his family even. 
And Gideon was just minding his own business, but he was now encountering the Lord and rebuttaling him. And the Lord told Gideon that, you know what, I'm going to be with you, or the Lord is going to be with you, Gideon. You just need to go. And so Gideon really wanted a sign that this was the Lord, that this was God's will, that this was God's plan for him to go and to lead Israel and to, do, to deliver them from the hands of the Midianites. And how many of us can identify with that, that God, I'm, I'm just so-and-so. Why are you calling me to this? Why are you asking me to do this? I'm, I'm weak, God. I don't know that I can do what you're asking me. And we begin to rebuttal with the Lord at times. And God continues to say, hey, I'm going to be with you. You can go and do this because I'm going before you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accomplish it through you. What do you have to be worried about? And we can say, well, God, I still need a sign from you. I don't trust you that this is of you, that you're going to go with me. So I need a, a sign just to secure. And so that's where Gideon was at. And he was asking a sign. And so I, we can identify with where Gideon was at at times in our life. And so Gideon said to the Lord in that moment, he said, I'm going to go and I'm going to prepare an offering. And he asked the Lord to wait until he came back. And the Lord said, okay, I'm going to wait till you return. Then Gideon went inside and prepared a goat, some broth and bread, and then he came out to offer them to the Lord. And this is what it says in Judges 6, verses 20 through 24. It says, then the angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. You're not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace, or Jehovah Shalom. And to this day it stands in Ophrah of the Abysrites. Now I want to just take a look at this passage for a moment. And again, Gideon didn't know in the moment at first who he was talking to and who he was talking with. And yet, I think it's so amazing that he told the Lord, he said, listen, I got to have a sign for you. So I'm going to go inside. I'm going to take time to prepare this goat and some bread and some broth and bring it back out. And the Lord was so patient. He said, okay, I'm going to wait for you. And how many times does the Lord do that with us? How many times is he patient with us when we're, we're, we're questioning God's call in our life? We're questioning the gifts and talents and abilities that he's placed within us and the moment that he's calling us to this or to do that. And we're like, God, I don't, I'm the weakest of the clan and yet, God, I still need another sign and God, I need time to spend in time with you preparing so that I can be ready. And God's like, okay, I'll give you the time. I'll wait. God is always faithful to wait on us. But not only that, here in this moment, when Gideon brought out the goat and the, and the bread, the meat and the bread, and he placed it on the rock, the Lord took the tip of his staff that was in his hand and touched it. And just thinking about tying into last week's message that the Lord is our banner. And that staff represents who our God is and the promises and provision and the miracles of God within our life. And so he was telling Gideon, he was representing here and in in, even in this passage that Gideon, I'm your banner. God is your banner. I'm going to go before you to accomplish all of that against the Midianites. 
And yet, in this moment, when Gideon realizes whom he's talking with, there's a sense of panic. Alas, I'm talking with the Lord face to face. I've encountered that's not, it wasn't an excitement like, oh, great, it's Jesus or it's the Lord. It was, oh, no, what did I just do? I just had a lack of faith. What did I just say to the Lord face to face? And now he's going to take me out. And Jesus says, hey, peace, Gideon. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. And so he names that place Jehovah Shalom or the Lord is peace. I want you to understand that God desires to bring, bring peace, not fear, to our lives. The Lord was telling Gideon, you don't have to fear anything or you're not going to die, Gideon. Jesus was revealing God's nature to Gideon. He was revealing his nature as God to Gideon. Jesus was telling Gideon that God was going to give him peace, not only in that moment that he was not going to die, even though he encountered the Lord, but that he was going to give him peace even before the battle began when he went to go fight Midian. He was reassuring him that God is peace, and I'm going with you. You see, God desires to bring peace to our lives. He wants us to know that he's not out to get us. He's not out to bring death to our lives and and to take us out. That's not who God is. He's Jehovah Shalom. He is the Lord of peace. He is peace. God wants to give us peace even before we walk through our spiritual battles. He says, peace. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be taken out. I'm going with you. I'm already going before you. You can have peace in the middle of the storm. You can have peace in the middle of the spiritual battle because you're going to overcome that because I'm with you. Because I'm Jehovah Shalom. And so God wants us to encounter his peace in our lives. He wants us to know him as Jehovah Shalom or to know him that the Lord is peace. In other words, what Jesus was trying to communicate to Gideon and, and us in this passage is this. If God is for us, who can be against us? Come on. We need to get that down in in our spirits. That if God is for us, who can be against us? Paul wrote the book of Romans to the Christian church in Rome. And he said in Romans 8, he said, God works all things together for good to those that love him and are called and equipped by him. Who are called according to his purpose. And he said, God knew us and predestined that we would become and conform to the image of Jesus. That was God's plan from the beginning. That we would conform to the image of God through Christ. And so God called us, he said, and God justified us and God glorified us through Jesus Christ. And then Paul went on to ask the question in Romans 8, what shall we say then in response to these things? Or what shall we say in response to the goodness of God and what Christ came to do for us? And he went on in Romans 8, 31 and 32 to say, if God is for us, who can be against us? And even further said, and God didn't hold back Jesus or God didn't spare his own son So how will he not graciously give us all things along with Christ? Understand that we can have peace because God is for us. God wants us to encounter his peace like Gideon did. And Jesus was telling Gideon and us that if God is for us, then no one can be against us. But I think the amazing thing in Romans 8.32 that I just talked about is that Paul said this, God didn't spare his own son. I love the words and the wording there. God didn't withhold 
anything from us, is what he's saying. God didn't hold his best back from us. Instead, he gave us his own son, Jesus, so that we could have peace. So that we could have salvation, so that we could have spiritual freedom, so that we could have healing, so that we could have wholeness. That everything that God is, that we would experience everything to the full because he didn't withhold or spare his own son from us. And we serve Jehovah Shalom. We serve the God that is and will give true peace to our lives. And here's the deal. God desires for every person to experience his peace that truly satisfies. But true peace only comes through Jesus. It doesn't come through any other thing that we encounter in life. God wants us to enjoy certain things in life because he, he wants us to have life to the full. He didn't come to make our lives dull or boring here on earth. Amen. But it's only through Christ where we experience true peace through all of those things that we can enjoy. That's right. That's right. That's good. He is the, supposed to be the center of everything within our lives. And we are made up of body, soul, and spirit. And I know and I understand that a lot of times we have true peace in our heart when we accept Christ as Savior and Lord, but there's a lot of times where we don't experience peace in the other areas of our life. And yet Christ came for us to experience true peace in every single area of our life. It only comes through Jesus. And the fact of the matter is this, through Christ we experience and walk in his peace. It's only through Jesus when we can truly experience and walk in peace. And so through a relationship with Christ, we experience the peace of God. We can live and walk in his peace on a daily basis, no matter what we go through. No matter what battle, no matter what storm, no matter the ups and the downs, we can have peace no matter what. And in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah prophesies and he referenced that Jesus would come to earth as a baby and that he is peace. Recall the account if you will, in Isaiah 9 and 6 and 7, where it says, For unto us a child is born, or Jesus was going to be born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Come on now. With Christ living in our lives, we have access to the peace of God 24-7, 365 days a year. Every single year. Until we see Jesus face to face, he's come to give us peace. Isaiah 53, 5 says, Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. The punishment that brought us peace was Christ's beating. It was his whipping. And then it was his death on a cross. That brought us peace. Jesus took the punishment for our sin upon himself. And because of the Father's love in sending Jesus to the cross, we have peace with God through a relationship with Christ. That's what Isaiah was prophesying in declaring that through Christ we would have that peace. God went to great lengths for you and I to for us to be able to encounter and live in the peace of God within our lives. He gave it all. He didn't spare his own son. He gave everything so that we could have peace, that we could know him as Jehovah Shalom. 
And I believe that we have an understanding of what peace means. We get it, the peace of God. And, 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 but I want to look a little deeper at the meaning this morning of Jehovah Shalom or that the Lord is peace. Because sometimes we can think of peace as, oh, it's that comfortable feeling. I'm living in the peace of God. And it just feels so good. And it's cozy like a warm blanket. And, you know, it's, he's right there. And, and that is a part of it. We should feel that within every area of our life. But I want to look at the true meaning of Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. A little deeper this morning. So if you will, here are three aspects of what it means specifically for our lives when we understand Jehovah Shalom or the Lord is peace. The peace of God brings total well-being. When we understand God is Jehovah Shalom, we need to understand that he's come to bring peace to our total well-being in our life. Jesus came to bring his healing. We even just read that or talked about that from Isaiah. And not only in spiritual and physical healing, but he came to bring wholeness to our life. In other words, Jesus came to make us, com- make us complete. Not partially whole, not, not a fraction of what God is, because God is perfection. And God does things all the time in a right way. But we have to allow him to bring complete peace to our lives, to our well-being, that we would be complete with Jesus, that we would be healthy, spiritually, physically, emotionally, in every way. Jesus came to take our unhealthy lives in the state or the condition that they were in before we accepted him as Savior and Lord in order that we would have complete peace within our life. We would have complete peace in our well-being as a person, as a human being. And understand that Jesus came to bring peace to every single area. We are missing out if there are certain areas of our life, certain areas uh, that we have tried to keep from God or to put barriers up or to not allow the Holy Spirit to come in and have his way and to work in those areas of our life so we have peace. And we can have peace knowing that we, we love Jesus But there may be some areas in our lives where we have tried to hold back from God. And we've not fully surrendered to God so that his peace can come in and bring peace. And we may understand or or we may think in the moment at times, well, why am I struggling in this area? Why does my anger flare up? Or why do I get frustrated at this? Or why does this and this isn't happen? And maybe because that we've not allowed the peace of God to heal that area. Christ came to bring completeness complete healing, complete wholeness to our well-being. That our body, soul, and spirit would know and live in the peace of God fully. Second thing is God's peace also brings total prosperity. Now we think of the blessing of God or the prosperity of God sometimes as the financial blessing that God wants to give us or will bring to our lives, but there's so much more than just that. God's peace means that we have total prosperity through Christ meaning that we walk in the blessing of God in every area of our life. Walking in God's peace means that he gives us favor or success in all areas, including our relationship with him, our relationship with our spouse, with our children, within our friendships or our working relationships. He wants to make us prosperous at our job, in our finances, in our health, in our dreams and goals, and the list goes on and on. Christ came so that we would have peace 
Because the Lord is peace and he wants us to have prosperity, which is a part of the meaning of peace. He's come to make us experience his favor, to help us be successful in all areas of our our life. So when we're walking in the peace of God, no matter what the situation we're going through in in the moment, whether good or bad, we can have peace and total prosperity knowing that God works all things together for our good. That's why we can, in the middle of the storm, even though everything seems to be falling apart and there's chaos all around us, we can have peace and we can know in that moment that, you know what, God's working this situation right now for my good. That's right. That's right. That's good. I don't have to be concerned. I don't have to get nervous. I don't have to lose my faith. I don't have to question God. I don't have to just sit down and I'm going to sit right here on, on the trail until God shows up. No, you can continue because God's already working it all out. That's right. That's good. Amen. We just need to continue to follow him and pursuing him. How amazing is that to know that God is working out the details of your life today in your situation. We just have to trust him to know him that we're going to have and walk in the peace of God in and through this situation, whether we're in the storm or not. So that we can walk in his favor, that we can walk in his blessing, that we can walk with total success and prosperity because he desires for us to know his peace. Now, the third thing the peace of God brings is this, total security. God gives us his peace so that we know that we're comforted comforted by him, that we're protected and we're cared for and watched over by God himself. He cares about us. He cares about our needs. He cares about our problems. And he wants us to have the peace of mind, the peace of heart, the peace in our soul and spirit to know that we are secure in his care, that we are totally secure in his arms. He's going to provide for us. He's going to watch over us, that he has our back. So when we know him as Jehovah Shalom, we understand that, man, I have complete security in God. I don't have to worry or fret about anything because he's in control. He's in charge. In the peace of God, we are secure. Or in other words, you can say it like this, if God is for us, nothing can be against us. I want to share a few more scriptures this morning that relate to the peace of God and how we can experience God as Jehovah Shalom. And in Proverbs 3, verses 1 and 2, Solomon is writing this. And he's writing it from the perspective of wisdom, as if wisdom is is addressing you or us as a child. And so it says here, my son, wisdom is addressing us, my son or my daughter, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. So what Solomon is writing here is obviously don't forget God's teaching, don't forget his commands, but we have to know and understand that reading and applying God's word brings peace to our lives. That's right. Reading and applying God's word brings peace to our life. Now we understand that Jesus is the living word according to John chapter one. Jesus is the word in flesh. And we know that we already talked about this, that Jesus is also the prince of peace. So when we're in the word of God and we're applying it to our lives, we are living by and we are following God's teaching and commands, which not only brings us abundant life, not only brings us a long life and prolongs it, as Solomon writes here, but it brings us peace and prosperity. God's word through Christ 
brings us peace and prosperity within our life. That's why it's so important to be in the word of God. We've got to read the word of God daily and apply God's word to our life because it will not only prolong it, but it brings peace to us. It brings peace when we're in the middle of the storms. If we're needing peace on a certain day, we have to get into the word. If we're in the middle of the storm, we have to get into the word of God. If we have questions and we're confused, and there's a lot of confusion and chaos and going on, we have to get into the word of God to bring clarity and to bring peace to our hearts and lives and situations so that we have total security once again. And God's waiting on us. He's already waiting, just like he was waiting on Gideon. He's already waiting on us just to get into his word because he wants to speak to us. Spend time in prayer with him because he wants to encourage us so we have his peace. God's word will bring peace and direction to our lives. And again, not only is God himself peace, but his word is peace to every part of our heart, our soul, our spirit, and life. This is what it says in Psalms 85, verses 8 through 10. It says, I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Interesting words. It's painting a picture here of who God is, what he's promised for our lives, and how we can have peace. Understand that we have to open up our hearts and ears to hear God's promises for us in his word. The point here I want you to see first is God promises peace to those who are faithful to him. If you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, your strength, you're pursuing him, you're following after him, then you're going to walk in peace. Because that's that's God's promise for our lives. And we can expect the peace of God. We should expect it. We should wake up in the morning, God, and, and just telling the Lord, God, I'm thankful for your peace today. Amen. I'm expecting that I'm gonna have the peace of God no matter the difficulty I'm experiencing at my job or in the workplace or no matter the situation that I'm walking through, God, I know that you're with me, so I thank you for your peace. Because you promised in your word that we can have peace. God promises peace to his people. That's us. To those who are following him in faithful obedience, we can count on total well-being, we can count on total prosperity, we can count on, on the total security in our lives because of his peace. Amen. And so to walk in the peace of God, we must understand that our foolish actions and conduct keep us from God's peace. Amen. And that's what this psalm is saying here. We can't turn to folly, verse 8 says. We can't live foolishly as believers or choose to please self in our actions and conduct because God can't bless disobedience. We won't live in the peace of God when we're living for ourselves or we're acting foolishly within our lives. And verse nine says, God's peace and salvation is near those who fear him and his glory will dwell in in our land or in our lives even personally. In other words, God's peace brings his glory to our lives. His presence comes through his peace. They they go hand in hand. And then even verse 10 says, a right heart before God finds peace. When we're following after God, God pours in his blessing, his provision, his peace, his presence, everything that he is 
in our life so that we can walk in the fullness of who God is within our lives. And it says here that righteousness and peace kiss each other in verse 10. Think about it in this context. Just like when we kiss our spouse, we're touching their lips or cheek with our lips. We have to be close enough to be able to kiss our spouse. So this verse is really telling us, it's painting the picture or communicating to us that when we have a right heart before God, we will walk in the peace of God because righteousness or having a right heart before God and peace go hand in hand. They come together. It's the blessing of God. It's the peace of God within our lives. And so when it comes to the peace of God, we don't have to live in fear. Come on. In this day and age, in 2018, all that's going on in our world, in our nation, we don't have to live in fear because we can have the peace of God. In your situation, that seems like the highest mountain that you've ever had to climb or the, the deepest valley that you've ever walked through. You may be walking through it currently and you can still have the peace of God today Amen. in your life through Christ. Psalm 118 verse six says, the Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Amen. Since God is for us, we don't have to live in fear. That's right. God is with you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to fear. We just need to have and walk in the complete peace of God in our lives. There's nothing that anyone can do to us that can steal our joy and our peace unless we surrender that right. to them or to the enemy. Who can be against us? Or what can others do to us? And then closing with the words of Jesus, he said this in John 14, verse 27. He said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. As the prince of peace, Jesus gives us his peace because he is peace. He is true peace. And so we must remember, church, that through Christ... Jehovah Shalom gives us peace in all situations instead of fear. There's not one situation or there's not one day that we have to live in fear. Jesus came to bring us peace. He came for us to live in the peace of God that passes all understanding according to Philippians 4 verse 7. No matter what's going on in our lives, no matter the storms, no matter the chaos, all of what we're walking through, whether good or bad, we can have peace that passes all understanding. That's where he wants us to live. That's what he's called us to. That's what Christ came for us to experience and walk in on a daily basis. Jesus is saying to us today, I give you my peace. My peace is your peace because I am peace. I go with you. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be anxious. Don't be fearful. Don't be afraid of others. Don't be afraid of situations. Don't be afraid of the what ifs. That's right. Because I'm with you. I've already have gone before you. No matter what you walk through and in the battle that you're facing currently, I've already won. Amen. So you can have peace. Right. Doesn't matter how dark it looks, how bleak it looks. You have victory through Christ because he's our banner and we can have peace to experience that in our lives. And so church, I want you to understand and be encouraged today that no matter the situation, no matter what you're going through today, you can have the peace of God. We can live in the peace of God. We can know God as Jehovah Shalom through Christ.
We can personally know that the Lord is peace as a whole in our lives as well as in every situation that we go through in our lives because he is peace.